Christmas is coming up, baby. Oh, Christmas is coming up. Christmas yeah, get your is buyer's cu- guide ready. Uh, by the time this... Oh, okay, let's do a Christmas thing. But by the time yeah. this episode is released, it's already too late to order Christmas presents, everyone. Hey, you oh, slept yeah. too long. It's too late. If you try to order anything online, you are not getting it by Christmas. Dude, that's actually great because we're here in November. Uh-huh. We can maybe pull it off. We have like this week to order presents online. Yeah. But if you waited till the time of release mm-hmm. with this, well, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Christmas is over. Santa quit. Okay. Santa quit because of uh, supply chain difficulties. <laughs> yeah. The supply chain has really screwed Santa over. Okay. It's messed up. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot we can do about it. But yeah. So, I mean, no toys this year. Luckily, games exist in a digital space. I know, right? Where we can give the money directly to the you know evil corporations sucks, that make them. Here's what sucks about Christmas, though, is your aunt and your grandma never know how to get you a digital video game. They know how to go to the store and buy you a video game. And if that video game's not there, you can't get the... Di- you, they don't, they're not going to get you... No, nobody... This is the worst part about Christmas is nobody wants to buy anyone else a gift card. And it's all yeah. anybody wants. All we all right. any of us want is just a gift card so I can buy the thing I, I like and want. And no right. one wants to gift each other the gift card. I think that we should just take a year, though, where we say, like, it's chill. It's gift yeah. card year. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, I taught my granny how to give me Steam gift cards. <laughs> she doesn't even know what Steam is. She just knows to give me a gift card with that. Yep. That's all. Yep. So. I'm already, I already got, my, my wallet is already overflowing with them Steam gift cards The Steam right gift now. card really is the best thing because even though the person doesn't realize it, they're giving you like $150 and they just don't, they don't even know that they're giving, like they, it, it no. costs them 20 bucks and they get you $150. It's the best dude, gift. Dude, <laughs> dude, it's so crazy. It's so good being an adult. I'll say this <laughs> because when I was eight, it was like Christmas was coming up and I would be like, mommy, I want the new Final Fantasy video game. Uh-huh. And then for Christmas, I would get a single Final <laughs> Fantasy video game and I would think, oh, joy, I'm so happy. And now, you know, somebody gives me 50 bucks yeah. that I turn into 30 games <laughs> from two years ago. And it's yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm finally and I'm happy. Gonna, and I'm going to play one right. of those games. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. My name (laughs) is Matt Martins, and I am joined by my co-host, Hunter Donaldson, hi. I'm Hunter Donaldson. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. I, I feel <laughs> hello, like we've been on this hello trend. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Recently, we've been doing this thing where I feel like every single episode, we have a different sort of like demeanor for the uh-huh. intro, and I want to keep that up. I just want to have a different vibe for every yeah. single episode. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I'll focus on that. Like, next time, I'm going to be like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> you will Get in line, maggots. It's time for the Old Gamers Almanac. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. Time for Old Gamers. We're old today. Dang. <laughs> uh, to, we, we are the definitive ranking of all video games ever <laughs> one week at a time. That's us. Uh, I forgot to say that at the start. Uh, yeah, so whatever. We're super you, professional. Yeah, we're always super 
professional. And you know what? I'll say this. If you're confused with what the show is, just listen to a different episode. This is probably a weird one to start with. I'll say. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think Papers, think... Please is a weird game. It's to a weird talk game. About. Yeah. Today we're talking about uh, Papers, Please, which is one of them indie darlings made by Lucas Pope in 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, Hunter, can you give me kind of a, a brief overview of what the gameplay of papers please what type of game it what, is what kind of what genre Ooh. of Ooh. game is this okay hop into my elevator uh money daddy <laughs> uh and let me pitch you this uh so it's a game where you work at you have a booth that you work at and you uh, you work at the border of a country and you just stamp uh passports um <laughs> it's fun (laughs) what i love about papers please is you can literally go to any person anyone uh whether they understand anything about video games and you can explain you can give that elevator pitch a paper please and they go oh that that's interesting oh that's i've never yeah (laughs) i don't have that in my, my my brain was not prepared for that theme of a uh, video game the the passport inspector in 1982 eastern europe was not on anybody's radar yeah yeah well it's so it's not actually europe it is sure. uh so it's so loosely it's i mean it's the soviet union essentially uh and it's that aesthetically and if you open up the map that like shows you all of the different countries it's like this is this clearly right. that's what we're looking at right. but um but yeah, uh, that it's it's great. It's it's a cool game. Anyways, episode over. No, uh, uh, it's <laughs> it's a game where essentially the game part is uh, work. You are yeah. doing a job, right. uh, which is inspecting people's documents to make sure that they are uh, not trying to trick you with fraudulent documents. Yeah. And then you you say whether they can go in or whether they can't. Um, and then depending on how accurate you were. Because uh, they are trying to fool you, or they're or they're not trying to fuel, fool you. Sometimes people just don't have the right documents. Yep. They're not aware of what the rules are. They get it wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, essentially, it's a game of you just like check checklisting all of these different uh, rules. It's funny because it ends up feeling sort of like a puzzle game. But realistically, mm-hmm. I mean, it basically is a simulator. I mean, this this is just a simulation yes. game that has yeah. kind of a narrative yeah. element to it. But like you really I mean, it's about as close as you can get to just like passport inspector, the simulator, uh, because that's, yes. that's literally all you do. You are only ever in this one booth. All of the gameplay takes place at your job. There yeah. are there's the implication of what happens like at home, but you are never do you're never walking around. There's never gameplay at home. No, uh, you never actually see your family. There's like a photo of your family towards the end of the game or whatever but uh the whole thing is just what happens during the hours that you are at work in this totalitarian regime that uh keeps undergoing different problems and changing their rules about what documents are and are not allowed to be allowed access and entry into your home country of arstotska yeah glory to arstotska um yeah it 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 finds a really interesting way to tell uh, stories with this. Yeah. Um, Matt, you actually called out when we were prepping this episode, a really good uh, moment early on in the game where uh, someone uh, pops into your booth and they, they give you their documents and all their documents are, are checking out. But like, as you're looking at it, uh, the man is like, uh, 
uh, my wife is next, so also let her through. Yeah. And you knew right. it the clicked second in that your happens, brain. Right? Yeah. You've been checking documents. This is very, very early in the game, but this is the moment the game that clicked for me where I understood like, oh, here's what, mm-hmm. uh, uh-oh, we're doing this. This is a dark, mean game <laughs> because the, there's an instant sense of foreboding and foreshadowing of like, well, he says, make sure to let my wife through. And you go, well, I guess I better check her documents twice because there's going to be something wrong because the game does not want me to let this person through. But the best part about Papers, Please is you can actually do anything within the confines of the mechanics because the game is not about um, completing the like critical path of the game. This game, uh, it, it, I don't know. Should we say spoilers? Every freaking episode of this show is, is spoilers, but we were absolutely yeah, yeah. going to talk about plot points. Of we're we're going to spoil some um, things about Papers, Please. As yeah. much, I mean, there's not... I would say, though, that you could probably you listen to people right talk away. about... Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is some yeah. fun in experiencing it, and, and, and it's a short game. We should also say that. You, you can complete a run in three to five hours, realistically. Yeah. Um, less if you're very, very bad. <laughs> you, you, can, you can be done with a run in 30 minutes if uh, things go poorly. But uh, th- there's, there is uh, this whole thing of... So spoilers from here on out. Okay, hello. Welcome to spoilers. Uh, there's 20, te- technically 20 endings to this game. Now, I, mm-hmm. I don't let that be like a selling point for you, though, because I think it is a, it is kind of a misnomer to say there are 20 ending, endings because there's probably like five flavors of endings and then like a few different circumstances and situations where the same endings can be reached and all of those mm-hmm. count as different endings. This isn't a game that you play specifically for all of the different endings, this is a game you play for all of the different choices that you are faced with throughout the entirety of the game. Some of those land resulting in different endings. But I, I would argue it's really about just like playing out all the scenarios just to see how every different thing can go about. You know what? Um, at this point, we should actually uh, stop. And I want to make sure to say that. Um, so who you are playing as in Papers, Please, mm-hmm. uh, your character doesn't like say things or have any like specific agency besides you role playing as them, I guess. Right. Um, but you are like you work at this border um, as a passport inspector or document inspector, whatever. Um, but you have like, you know, you have a wife, you have a, a child, you're supporting your is it your grandmother, your, your mother you have mother-in-law. mother-in-law. Um and these people are all at home and you are the only breadwinner right. um, for this family. And you have to make, you know, they kind of, especially at the beginning, specifically kind of set it up in such a way as to where you have to make choices between like, do I pay for heating or yeah. do I pay for food to feed my family? Right. And if you do not feed your family, well, then they will get sick and right. then you have to buy the medicine. This is that type of kind of like dark difficult simulation game right uh where bad things will and do uh happen that's truly Um, the 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 peak of the hook too is the idea that bad things can happen to me the player and my family in the mm -hmm. midst of me caring or not caring about the people that i'm interacting with if if anything too this is like one of the best role-playing games that exists because of how well that stuff is written you mentioned too that the main character doesn't talk if anything there's there's dialogue that your main character says but i think it's so perfectly written 
of it's always very neutrally uh, worded things to where mm-hmm. it can mean anything. You can play this game as a good little worker bee in your socialist country and just stamp the paperwork that is correct and, and all that. And when you play it that way, your guy's dialogue is just very like, no, no, I this is my job and I'm just here and I'm just to do this. But then you can play it as the like, well, maybe I'm going to try to help fix this the, the situation i want to help people i want to i want to do all these things and then mm-hmm. your stuff kind of you you feel this sense of like anger with everything your character says and this like no yeah. no we have to lay low here we have to do this quietly so just here you go here's your passport back don't say anything else move on and i think they perfect that level of like you can put yourself into the mind of your of your main character here um and this game, you feel all of it, uh, almost to, um, I'm not going to say a fault, but to like your own brain's fault. This game hurts to play sometimes. Like it's not always a fun yeah, game. No. It's not, it's like, it's like someone being like, oh yeah, my favorite movie is the boy in the striped pajamas. What a fun flick. Like it's mm-hmm. not, th- this, these are not engaging topics th- uh, that are fun to discuss, but they are, uh, interesting to dissect and see where it goes from you know like to see what happens and what kind of choices you might make yeah in a weird way i don't want to get too pretentious okay keep you know watch me here (laughs) but in a weird way i feel like papers please is one of the few games i could come up with if somebody asked me like oh what's a game that's just really has something true and honest to say about human beings right like it's a very human game the idea that you're playing as this guy who is just trying to take care of his family and then the prob the the exterior problems with everybody else you are now interacting with right, right. Uh, in a way where it just creates the sort of dog eat dog situation right that we kind of create in society yeah. like i mean like aristotska is clearly supposed to be you know like stalinist russia or whatever um it's 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 very authoritarian yeah. uh the people above you who have authority over you uh seem really flippant like they don't really like like there there are endings where they will throw you in jail based off like nothing right. like they have like no real evidence but they're just like yep you're in trouble you're getting out of here right you get punished uh very cruelly in the game uh at various points but the yeah. flip side of that too is sometimes it benefits you to stick with the system and not betray you know what that's that's oh, to me yeah. that's the beauty of it is sometimes helping that little suspicious so and so gets you the money you need to help your family and sometimes it only backfires and and you yeah. so it makes you properly fearful of literally every single decision because you're always just like i don't know <laughs> if this is going to shake out the way i think it's going to like i want to maybe help this person and they're saying they can pay me but they have to come back in two weeks to pay me and I may never see them again. And like you're constantly, sometimes you do just get rewarded by being a good little worker bee and helping out mm-hmm. the empire or whatever. That conflict between you and your family and then you and your uh, job slash, I mean, wisely, this is a government job. So yeah. we have job and state are combined. Right. I mean, in some ways, I think Papers, Please is like one of the most genius games I've ever played for just, yeah, for just being about something right. uh, and, and having that little thing uh, to take home with you. Yeah. Um, and it, it 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 feels like the message of Papers, Please, and not that they're, well, maybe message, message might be too much. It's it's just, 
it's just an experience that I feel like you can take into the real world and be like, yeah, Papers, Please is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's uh, it has like a humor to its own uh, forebodingness that right. it brings. Right. But at the same time, you know, this game is like sort of about real life. Yeah. Bro. Like this very, is like kind real. of what real life is. Yeah. Well, and something I really appreciate about it, too, is it is not a cartoonish. I mean, it is a little bit cartoonish, but it, it is not like compare it to something like uh, Grand Theft Auto, where like the satire yeah. is so mm -hmm. overblown where you're like, well, we know what the writers are saying here. Papers, right. Please doesn't feel as intensely. It doesn't feel like satire, right? It feels mm -hmm. like you could be from <laughs> 1980s Russia and play this game and be like ah, that. I mean that that hits and you could play yeah. as some like really like go getter I'm very into capitalism and be like oh it's such a sharp critique but it's like it can be <laughs> both you know what I mean it's both it's kind of anything yeah. to whoever's playing it it's you take from it whatever and it it's not inherently saying anything is flawed about the system right there are flaws in the mm -hmm. system but there is also good coming from the system and and it really I feel like it is such a cool balance of all of those emotions you can get to the point where you're saying it just feels real. Like it feels like, well, yeah, yeah. everything is complex in that way. Nothing is just good. Um, and, and this game like nails that to where you're terrified the whole time. It, it, it is the ennui of living is to play this game. It's just the mm -hmm. like, Oh, everything it's, I feel like I should have Werner Herzog narrating the <laughs> actions of this game. <laughs> oh yeah. It's very, it's very much a Werner Herzog game. You know what I wonder? Um, and this is, I throw this out to the audience. Um, I wonder if there are people that don't like this game because they like, like we, we are me and you, Matt, we are, um, we are white dudes yeah. playing this game in the United States. Yeah. Like we feel pretty far removed exactly. from this type of thing. I wonder if people that maybe feel that live in different parts of the world that maybe feel a little like this rings a little closer to the raw truth, right, right. how they feel about this game. I think that because in a way it almost feels a little bit like it, when we play it, it's like we're privileged people cosplaying yes. like we live in a fascist world. But the the situations that Papers, Please throws at you while they are bite-sized in a way that makes them not realistic you know right. what i mean like right. the timeline right. think about how many things happen in this <laughs> in game 30 days yeah in 30 days ridiculous. like a crazy amount of like things happen in the news like 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 one day it's like there's like an outbreak of some disease in yeah. uh this one uh state so you can't allow people there and then the next day like well no it's fine now yeah. everyone has vaccine passports i mean there's whatever. basically like three terrorist attacks within like a week <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so the timeline is a little finished but overall a lot of the things that happen feel like it feels real yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. feels like just stuff that would happen well and i to your point i wonder how it feels for someone like maybe of that kind of era if it feels actually cartoonish to them i could see that being yeah. read as like well it was not it is not like this it was not this like immediately yeah, know, in how it it's like who knows but i i do think it's it is an interesting um at least way to display that information i i love i love the point that you that, that you point out like it's so fast that things are happening because of how the, the big point of the game is and the the trick of the game the actual mechanics and why it's fun to play is the puzzle is you are looking at their documents and you are consulting your little rule book of what documents mm -hmm. are allowed and then you're also con conferring that with what they have said about their trip and why they're coming through and all that you're just all of this information you have to make sure it all is 
you know, checking with each other. But the the rules change like every single day. And my favorite parts mm-hmm. are when are when there's a couple instances where like a character comments on it. Like they bring the old form that used to be allowed and isn't allowed anymore. And they're like, it was good two days ago. You guys changed the rules <laughs> constantly. How can anyone keep up with this? And like yeah, yeah, you really yeah. feel for the people it's on the so other true. side of your booth where it's like, there's no I can't keep up with checking your documents. How could you possibly keep up with having to have received these documents and get them yeah. through this booth? It's it is wild yeah yeah there's so many it's 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 wild how many ways uh lucas pope was able to find uh scenarios uh that allow you to tell stories in this situation like how many different ways can you come up with somebody to come into a booth um i feel like he found a lot in it yeah uh, yeah. do we want to talk about georgie a little bit because georgie (laughs) is the best georgie's like there's a a character. character Uh, yeah. Really, the only uh, I would say other main character. There's a there are a couple recurring characters. There's like an inspector. There's like your boss. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's there's a couple recurring characters, but Georgie is the one who shows up a lot. He he keeps coming, and he is just this lovable little doofus who the first time he comes in, I don't think he has anything. He's just like, I'm ready to come through. And like, <laughs> I do you have a passport and he's like oh you need a passport to get through here okay i'll be back goodbye and he comes back two days later and he has a very obviously hand-drawn passport yeah yeah he, it's yeah. not it, there's no like way you could ever mistake with crayon and you're like okay georgie this isn't this isn't real though and he's like oh you have a good eye okay all right i'll be right back i'll, I'll try again and he just keeps coming up and so it gets to the point where every time he shows up you're like, I don't even have to check. Like, I could just, if I wanted to speed run this, Georgie could show up and I could just say no to his passport because I know something's right. going to be wrong. And right. the best part is at the end when he finally <laughs> comes back and you're like, you know, we're no, we're nearing the end of the story. Let me check Georgie's stuff. And you, you always oh, go, oh my God, Georgie. Yeah. You Georgie did does it. And eventually it's... get all the right documents together. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever catch Georgie trying to smuggle drugs? Oh he man, tries to it's smuggle the best. Drugs in? I love yeah. it. Cause he's, he's immediately, like oh yeah those are drugs i sell them for money (laughs) do you want some do you want to buy some of my drugs he's Um, so great it's so great and he's a perfect addition to the game because you need you need that levity when georgie shows up it's after it's generally it's like every like three or four or five days right he shows up i don't know how many times Mm -hmm. but not like a ton but like sometimes this game like it starts to wear on you it's not very long for good reason if this game were like 20 hours long uh there's no way anybody could finish no because it's just so <laughs> so dreadful um i think it would run out of gas too. it definitely like, there's would only too. so many ways you can oh totally. so many documents you could introduce totally, like totally. Yeah, yeah but georgie shows up always at like the perfect pacing to be like all right hey you know what take it easy for a second nothing bad's gonna happen to georgie i mean you hope man you are always desperate that nothing bad happens to georgie there are times when georgie is taken away by the security and you're like oh please georgie come back another day (laughs) but that's the thing is you start realizing about george and this is we're just talking about one recurring character that is a story in this game although georgie probably has the most story of any character that comes to your booth Mm -hmm. um but it becomes obvious that georgie is like has some sort of way to escape or something like he's fine because he gets detained and then he shows up the next day like all the time he's never worried about anything yeah um, he's like the only person with an upbeat attitude, uh, you know, happy go lucky is yep. like his, uh, his yeah. MO. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think this game would be nearly as playable without him because you would just be so 
in the toilet of sadness uh, oh, with, yeah, all, yeah. Uh, with all the sad decisions you do. For me, this game is, let's let's get personal, I think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about your 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 play. So I had um, started this game multiple times uh, around the years that it came out. Um, I, I mm-hmm. played, but the I, and I realized too, I, I never knew how long this game was. I didn't know the structure of it. Um, and in going back, it, all of my old saves are still in like on my Steam or whatever. And I had only ever gotten, I had never gotten to like day 10. So I've never even got, before this recent playthrough, I'd never even gotten like a third of the way through the story. But that's mm-hmm. how stressed <laughs> this game always made me. Is like, I'd get to like day seven and be like, I don't think I can do this anymore, man. This this is wearing on me. Like it emotionally yeah, yeah. would just like so throw me in the, to- like it just was so sad. Um, and so this time I was like, I have to do it. I'm going to do it all in one day. I'm going to stream it. We're just going to, I'm just going to barrel through everything this game throws at me and it really it's not that long but it is still um like i said earlier it's not enjoyable it's it's fun to joke around with twitch chat it's fun to be in on sort of the joke about it but it's still not only are there's are you constantly faced with story decisions of like do you help this person or not but there's also just the sheer you miss stuff on past. Like sometimes the puzzles are hard. Sometimes they they hide things really well, and you don't right. think to look at the issuing city. And uh, when the game feels like it got you, when it feels like oh I missed the thing, dang it! Like that adds to that sadness and that I screwed up, and that impacts my family. And now I'm gonna get less money because I screwed up. And uh, you know this run, I wasn't especially good at it. I was trying to kind of barrel through as well, and um, so it was just like a deeply deeply stressful game that is somehow still engaging to play like it survives that idea of like i don't enjoy playing this but i will keep playing it like i did i can't say bad things about the fact that i Mm -hmm. don't enjoy playing it i mean it is a game where the game aspect is just a simulation of a job right like and and it does it feels uh, it's wild how similar it feels to work. I will say I, f- I find it enjoyable in a puzzle game way. Mm-hmm. Um, especially once, you know, once you just get, okay, so there's this thing that happens with Papers, Please, where you start playing it, and you, you're shown these electronic documents in this, you know, in this digital space, uh, and you're thinking, okay, what is, like, the possibility mm-hmm matrix of this (laughs) like how far out are we gonna go with how much i need to check things and once you start getting a good idea of what types of things you need to be looking for and how um lucas pope is gonna throw you curveballs then i think it starts to click but there is a weird onboarding where you're like so what all is on the table here like how how much can these documents be messed up how intricate are we going to get? I could see you accident like somebody accidentally falling down a well of checking too many things. Yes. Of yeah. being like obsessed with every little detail right. on every document. Slow. And that's the stress of the game is like, I do have to go quickly, which means I am more likely. And boy, if that doesn't feel like every job I've ever worked, right? <laughs> like, like I need to do the stuff that I need to do. I got to get it done, which means I need to kind of go fast. And But if I miss stuff, yeah. the boss is going to be angry with right, me, but I'm right. supposed to do that. Like you just expect me to do this perfectly. Why? Yes, we do. We expect that. of yeah. you. We expect proficiency and, and perfection. Yeah, and uh, so one one complaint I have about this game, I don't have many. I I I really like this game. I think mm-hmm. this is uh, a real a real good one. But um, and I know that this is only for 
game reasons, not for story reasons. Yes. Like, and it makes sense for the game, but the idea that I am working at this border and every time I make a mistake, yeah. I am instantly notified right. that it was a mistake. Right. Why am I think here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do I exist? If there's a computer that can just tell whether that was supposed to be correct or not. And I feel yeah. like you could have fixed that easily by just like, you don't find out right. until the end of the day, you well, know, and, like, and or whatever. sometimes, sometimes they find interesting story ways to do that of like, like at one point there's like a known, uh, terrorist, right? And yeah. if you just forget that terrorist name, you might let the terrorist through. And yeah. like, those are the story beats where like that could happen. And then a bad thing could happen because you let the bad yes. person into the country. Yes. And those yeah. could be your story elements. So I definitely agree with that. And, and not only just from a narrative perspective, does the computer not make any sense, but that is where the most genuine frustration comes from. When the little ticker pops up and you're like, I checked everything. What well, was it? Issuing city. God, oh, come yeah. on. I do think it it is necessary. You couldn't do it the way I just proposed it, where you get notified at the end of the day, because the whole point yeah. is that Lucas is trying to call attention yes. to the things that you are messing up, right. so that you start checking those. Right. Like, and and that is where you. It's through that system that Papers Please is letting you know, like, well, here's the types of things we do to try and screw definitely, with you. Definitely. So you need to you do you do need that element. It just hurts the story world a little bit for me that right. that has to exist. Sure. Because honestly, I, most of the game is not doesn't have. I mean, it's it's like very gamey in how you interact with it. Yeah. But the world feels like right. real. Well, for how I, little like it, there is of it you know my favorite part of what you're describing is the fact that sometimes you knowingly let people through that you like you know their documents are wrong. With, with certain playthroughs right at the beginning of this game you like yeah. choose what kind of character do you want to be an anarchist do you want to do you want to break down this government or do you want to be a mm -hmm. good little worker bee are you going to find some sort of you know middle road or whatever but what was uh what l let me ask you this with your most recent playthrough what was your mindset for uh, your I, I i was doing the the secret organization stuff I wanted to I I did not like my country and I wanted to to see it torn asunder if I could. I wanted to do everything I could to help uh the people. Um mm -hmm. except I mean in the way this game forces, I wasn't quite good enough at it to just be able to do that, right? Um so I had to make sure my family was okay too. So by the probably midpoint, the latter the last third of the game, I had to become a worker bee. That was that was that's something that impacted me really well from a narrative thing. It was like I came into this wanting something virtuous, and the system broke me. The bureaucracy of everything and how it was impacting me and destroying my family turned mm -hmm. me into the monster I didn't want to become. And I had to then start making decisions. <laughs> Just for the good of my family and the good of my country, I I don't care yeah. that you had your your stuff is not in order. Get out, go, goodbye. I I cannot help you anymore. Um, right, and and it's so perfectly balanced in that way of at least on early playthroughs. I think you could get really good at this game, and then it's sort of just like, well, I can do whatever I want. I, I want to see every single ending. But I think for your first like five runs or whatever, uh, you, you really feel the systems imposing themselves on you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk about the save file structure too because it really totally. rewards uh, everything because my biggest fear was okay this game is what did we say three to five hours um, mm -hmm. if I if, if you told me there were 20 endings and for all 20 endings I had to play three to five hours 
absolutely not never not with this game yeah, it's nah, great nah. fun but i'm not you're not playing this game for 70 to 100 hours that's ridiculous yeah yeah um, yeah you'd probably but, get too good at it at that point honestly right, right. and it was, if you master it it actually gets kind of uh silly yeah. feeling you know um so instead what they do though is because realistically they do want you to experience all the endings and they want you to experience the narrative threads that they've thrown in and so the save files it auto saves every single mission um and you can go back to that mission and replay it and it starts a little branching path and in your save file thing you can even see where like the web opens up and it's like okay well at yeah. mission five you had two two divergent paths and you started working on those and you can right. do that anywhere you can go to any mission and try to replay it um and that's what makes all of the different endings you can kind of especially if you were like keeping some sort of notes or whatever uh, which most people probably aren't going to do but enough of them are easy enough where you can remember well it was roughly around this mission that i made kind of this big story beat decision right i, right. I decided to do x i can go back to that mission change my decision and see all of the different ways the story changes and that's how you get to do all 20 endings right you you probably to do all 20 endings i bet it's like 15 to 20 hours total um depending on how good you get at everything um and again too you really do not have to do every single ending there's it's not that kind of a thing where it's like every ending right. is so unique there are probably like eight endings that are just like and you get thrown in jail for failing to do your job like that's right you know so so i think i think you can understand all of the main critical paths relatively quickly actually in this game i want to say something i think because you because yeah you called this out when we were getting ready for this episode uh the 20 endings thing yeah the fact that it lets you know whenever you get an ending that there's 20 of them i think is uh a joke or, yeah. or not exactly a joke but more of just like a a way to mess with the player a Kinda. little bit yeah because it's to so imply many that there's them... a lot going on right it's to imply yeah. definitely replay this game um mm -hmm. but it is it's to say there are 20 is a bit bold of them basically i would say yeah it feels it's, it it's, feels like a lie on purpose because it's mostly fail states it's mostly well you got this specific game over because you didn't do this thing right. you know right. like you don't have like a health bar so there's no other way for you to get into a or although i guess things can get so bad with your no nah, even if things get so bad with your family i think that just factors into whatever ending yeah. you get right um but yeah so it's it's really just a bunch of fail states with like you know maybe three or four different ending endings that yeah. feel like okay we got to the the end of the game and and we survived or whatever um my most recent playthrough i decided to go with a mindset of um i don't like this i don't like the world that i live in but i live here and i am providing for my family and i go into work every day and i hate it i hate my job uh, but I just do as I'm told. Yeah. So kind of a worker bee type thing. But I find it impossible to like, I guess maybe there are some people that will role play as fascist, I yeah. guess. And play I this. actually um, I do not think the game will fully allow that, to be honest. I don't I don't think yeah. the game forces on you a tone of just like in at the very least indifference basically mm -hmm. which i mean i guess that's pretty fascist in its own right right the worker right. bees at the very least are turning a blind eye to the fascism and and you can yeah. you can embody that character quite well yeah you i feel like you would have to i don't know yeah that that would be quite a lot of role playing but um i just played it like a guy that hates this place uh but isn't going anywhere and is just yeah. trying to do his job you know as good as he can yeah. um but yeah uh it, and it was very interesting the uh i'd never done it that way before so it was very interesting to see how that plays out as far as the ending uh goes 
which I will not spoil, but um, but yeah, basically you're you're tempted the whole time to sort of like do what you're to kind of take things into your own hands and be like, yeah, okay, this place isn't safe. Like I don't need to live here. Like we can we can escape or we can right. do you know do something else or or possibly uh, affect the government from our position of power uh, to maybe affect some change, even if right. it's in a minor way. And a lot of the time. Even if you go down that path, that you're not <laughs> rewarded, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, in my playthrough, I actually got, I basically got two endings, and then went back and did one more. So there's, there's at one point, I mean, there's like a very, very early ending where I just was like, well, I'll, yeah. I'll see, I'll see if this is actually an ending, and then it ends the game. You're like, oh, this is only mission like twelve. Okay, cool. Well, let me back up a single mission and not make that choice. And then my main playthrough, I got like the cool. We overthrew the government. Everything worked. You followed all the puzzles of the secret organization, mm -hmm. and those mm -hmm. are really fun. Um, even in there, there are ways that those can have fail states. Uh, and they're very interesting and even having that outcome is not a happy ending <laughs> like there's problems with that ending too right. where like maybe you sacrificed yourself for that ending i think there's a few different ways that that one can even go down but i, I do think that's like the beauty of this game is it at no point we even keep saying like wording it like there's fail states but there's it's not fail states you never fail at anything in this game you've never done anything actually wrong the game mm -hmm. wants you to do every possible thing. The game is fine if you suck at the puzzles, right? Like the, the, the right. game has a narrative provided for you if you are terrible at your job and you yeah. constantly get citations and never make any money. The game has a story <laughs> to tell for you, right? right. And and that's right. that is something if we're if we're talking about Matt's difficulty corner, which has actually been banned. If you listen to the Celeste episode, we're not we, we don't do I, I'm I'm off of but that let's, thing. Let's but maybe to talk like about Matt's difficulty difficulty shallow pool that we sure, swim in sure. for a second. There isn't there isn't actually difficulty in this game, right? There's just like very of how the narrative uh, does things for you. There's actually like a, a crazy awesome <laughs> tweet that Maddie Thorson put out uh, like today or something that is is a quote, uh, but it's difficulty in quotes describes a relationship between a player and a game. It is not a static property of the game itself. And I think that describes Papers, Please to a T, which is like this game is never difficult as a game. It is difficult mm -hmm. in how you are interacting with it and the things that are happening to you because of how you play. Yeah, but, you know, it's worth... No I mean, we, I sh we should note for the audience, like, oh my God, Matt, you were getting a lot of citations. <laughs> I just want to say, for the record, you were getting... I, mean, I was watching it. I, I was, was getting like, nailed oh, by man. it was issuing city, and <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into it today. Actually, uh, on the show, uh, but we will say there's some gender stuff in this game that plays a little weird. Uh, I would say, kind of in 2021, yeah. and I'm not even, I'm not even going to make a claim icky. on it. It's just, it doesn't feel like how we uh, talk about that uh, anymore, or maybe should have talked about at the time but also sometimes it does know. it right i don't know it's not my place to say but i failed gender checks quite often uh and uh i never felt um good about any of them so that that yeah. part that part got me got me kind of sour on the game it's an it's an it's definitely uh an ooky aspect of the game I but it, it's weird too because the game is trying to be ooky on right. purpose. Right, too, you don't. So. I don't know how to read it. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't. I haven't found interviews or anything with, uh, with them with Luke talking about it. Well, I'll tell you this Lucas. much, man. Me and you are uh, DQ'd from that conversation. I think completely. You know what I mean? Right. Like we, right. whatever we have to say about it is not going to be cares very important. What we say. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, do 
do we want to get into the ranking? Is there something else we need to go into? Uh, no, I, I think we've we've covered it all. I, I think um, just to stress the idea that this is a constant sense of foreboding and stress that this game puts on you. And that's going to be the hard part to judge for me is like, mm-hmm. I think this game maybe perfectly executes what it wants to do. Um, yeah. But then how do I rate that <laughs> against other games i don't i don't yeah. know um, i don't know dude yeah um let's <laughs> so, do it let's let's do a quick rundown of the entire list i'll start with number one go to number 15 uh very quickly so we start with number one is celeste two don't Super say Mario it Brothers. like that I, I i'm still i'm still pained from last week and and what we've done and you seem I'm, to hate it matt you seem matt, to hate I'm, it i'm i'm reading the list for okay. the listener right now oh my god number one celeste number two super mario brothers three Halo Combat Evolved, Quake, Hyperlight Drifter, Crusader Kings 3, Halo 3, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, Outrun, Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country 3, Mass Effect 1, Halo 2, and War of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I have a place uh, I want to start, I think. I think yes, I have a place where I would you start. like to start? This is no, this is no uh, implication of where I think it's going to roughly be, but I think I have a conversation point that I think needs to be talked about at the very yeah, least. Yeah, which is, I think Outrun needs to be talked about because I okay. think these two games are really similar um, mm-hmm. in terms of, first off, Outrun is like kind of first and foremost actually trying to be somewhat of a simulator, right? It's a driving simulator from yeah. the 80s. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, the music in Papers, Please is like very <laughs> good in terms of the world. Outrun's mm-hmm. music is good in terms of the the act of what you're doing and, yeah, and just it's good as in terms music. of the world just, too. You know, it's th- good that in terms music of driving and and t- yeah. listen to tunes exactly. Um, yeah, and they're both very simple in what they're proposing to the player. Right? They're just this yeah. is it. This is what we're doing. It's not any more mechanically difficult than this. And 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 in that, it perfectly does what it wants to do. So, yeah, which one's better? <laughs> I mean, I think Papers, Please easily. I think yeah. Papers, Please is a lot more. Uh, I mean, I love Outrun. Yeah, uh, a lot. Uh, and, you know, on my on my personal list, Outrun is very high. But right. um, at the same time, I think Papers, Please is such an interesting type of game. Mm-hmm. And it has this human element that I find really fascinating um, I feel like there's a lot to take home with you when you play yeah. uh, Papers, Please. Uh, and Outrun is just like, it's cool. Like, it's right. just, it, Outrun you, is just nice and great and interesting. But, like, Papers, Please is uh, deeper, I would yeah. say. And also just like, I just can't believe somebody was able to come up with a game that yeah. works like this, right. you know? Do, do you think, this game is from 2013, which I feel like is just far enough back that we might be able to start get a glimpse of like what kind of legacy this game will have and to me it feels like papers please is actually going to go on to have quite a legacy um it's weird though because like outrun like racing games you can kind of like draw a lot of racing games back to outrun i don't think i don't think papers please invented a game genre i just think papers please is like a monumental stepstone in 
games as art games as narrative like experiments i don't know like i don't know what papers please ushered forth but i think there is a legacy even if just judged by like if you post like a screenshot like hey i'm, I'm checking out papers please all these people come out of the wo- woodworks and are just like glory to our stots go glory to us it's like this <laughs> it's this crazy zeitgeist indie game where it's like you don't you don't think it should have like anybody who knows about it but like everybody knows this game everybody yeah, I think we both agree that it's better than Outrun, <laughs> that it should go up higher on the list. Yeah. Um, if do we want to keep going up yeah, from yeah. here, or what do you think? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Mass so Effects two Mass and three. Effect, to me, they're together. They're, they're consistently lumped together. I refuse to separate them. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think Papers Please is a lot smarter than those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely smart. Well, I think. I think Papers, Please is possibly the smartest game on this list. Uh, so, so smart. Mm, what? Yeah, it's pretty. It's yeah, just, just, smartness. It's going to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Crusader King. No, no, no. Halo 3. Oh, OK. No, not even. I don't nope. even understand. I actually don't understand how Halo 3 is above Mass Effect 2 and 3 anymore. I think I think my brain broke. Multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer, the multiplayer. Remember? Oh, yeah. The multiplayer yeah, is really good. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crusader Kings 3. Here's an interesting development uh narratives interesting kind of goofy kind of i hate the i hate the setting but i love the story of what's happening to these people and these things um there's there's some similarities there except for crusader kings 3 you can play for 2500 hours and uh uh papers please you play for five to ten yeah i think hmm this is really hard i like the they, they both tell a lot of story through just uh text and yeah. stuff they both actually have similar uh senses of humor yeah both crusader kings 3 and papers please are kind of joking uh about societal things that are really crappy yeah. actually right um and just kind of crusader kings 3 though kind of has a less a less human way of dealing with it though yeah. papers please is i think more honest crusader kings 3 is taking the old idea of you know there being kings uh, and this totalitarian rule right. and kind of making it into a silly kind of joke right. a little bit it right. it sort of defangs it yeah well, um, and they're deeply in a way more mechanical right it's so much right. more about the mechanics to then serve the story whereas uh papers please is like all story and the mechanic is like the there's like almost there's like three buttons you ever press ever right the mechanics are incredibly simple um, yeah and and in that way it tells almost richer stories that like there's more it feels like there's more conflict in papers please than there is in crusader kings 3 because crusader think kings 3 is very much just about like well let's just see what happens um mm-hmm. how often would you say you like feel the emotions of your characters in crusader kings 3 it seems like not never that, you know, no no you're, you're just there to see how like they goof that. about you're on the outside you're like yeah. you're it, when you are playing as a character in crusader kings 3 they are separate from you. You right. are not role playing as them. I would say. Right. Um. You you feel like kind of a I don't know, just like a a, a watchful protector or something yeah. like that. Um. Well, we... I'm I'm good letting paper please go above Crusader Kings three. Uh huh. For sure. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems fair to me. So we've bumped up against another indie darling. Um, Hyperlight Drifter is a game that has kind of a good amount to say about all of the games that came before it, right? It's it's mm-hmm. trying to remix a lot of properties of other games, whereas Paper Please, Papers Please is like 
embarking on its own kind of new journey, it feels like. Maybe that's not true, though, because, I mean, how much is Papers, Please uh, evaluating, like, visual novels and, like, old text uh, game, like, text RPGs? Like, how much of that DNA is in this thing, I wonder? I don't want to just call Papers, Please, like, this completely, perfectly original thing if it's, maybe historically that's not uh totally correct but i don't i don't know i i I'll also look to if, you. It, i mean if we're evaluating papers please versus hyperlight drifter on originality hyperlight drifter has uh an original aesthetic that i feel like has yeah. it, it's been copied by a lot of things at this point but mm-hmm. um the the aesthetic is really striking and at the time felt very original uh the music is yeah. i mean i think in the music department hyperlight drifter definitely wins um so yeah i don't know i i don't know if originality like I think they both got something if yeah. that is the metric that we're going to use to to right. evaluate them. Right. Basically. No, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that'll be a fair, a f- uh, it's or it's too fair of a fight, I guess. Um. So what else do we, <laughs> what else do we say about? It? I'm curious your thoughts here because we know how I feel about Hyperlight Drifter. I am. Uh. Well, I mean, I think I'm just like okay with it not going any farther, basically, because yeah. right. I think because uh, this is kind of always how. The, my tactic for when we get to Hyperlight Drifter is I think, well, if we go past Hyperlight Drifter, would I be interested in it going further? I don't know that I would be. I mean, yeah. I think... You don't like care about we, it being... You definitely don't think it's going to be higher than Quake or Halo 1. No, I think once you get to Quake and Halo 1, uh, the important. legacy stuff yeah. gets really uh, dicey. Yeah. Um, and I just think that Papers, Please sitting next to Hyperlight Drifter sounds good in my head. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, I, so I'm debating if it should just be just ahead of Hyperlight Drifter or just behind it because um, I, I have had <laughs> my eyes opened up more. The more times we talk about Hyperlight Drifter, the more I'm willing to recognize its faults. Um, mm-hmm and uh willing to to see like listen there's a lot of ways it could have been better and i don't know that i can point to any ways in which papers Papers, please could be better right yeah i think papers please literally nails every single thing it sets out to do yeah it it has this like weird little like are the ambition of this game is to be specifically this yeah it's not like like yeah I, I don't know what you would do to it to make more of it yeah whereas yeah i mean my my thing with hyperlight drifter has has always been that i feel like it it is cut from a genre where it it's there's a lot of competition yeah there or, is. If, if hyperlight drifter is wearing a crown yeah uh it is there's so many other games that were vying for that same crown and competing for it. Whereas Papers, Please, it's just like, it's just in its own yeah. little zone where it, it, it is kind of king of its own thing. Yeah, uh, I, I would personally like to see Papers, Please go above Hyperlight Drifter because I do think as a, as a, if anything too, just as a piece of art, it's really got all of its own boxes checked and it, it's doing something that you can't say anybody else has done. And what it says, it says meaningfully, but then also mm-hmm. like makes like is able to make like it hits every tone and does everything it needs to do. And I th- and I think its legacy will actually last a very long time. Like, I think people will talk about Papers, Please for a long time, even if it's not because it invented a genre if anything that's why it's so amazing that this game is like so impressive because it's like it's it hasn't even invented it. it's like it's still the only version of itself right it's still mm-hmm. the only game we've had where it's just like boring job simulator in an incredibly rich historically 
uh, valid world or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I, with I, like this, yeah, with all the storytelling and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. There's definitely, you know, there's like Surgeon Simulator. There's like uh -huh. very various games that sort of play with the idea of like a job being a game, but none never of them with, do this. Yeah, yeah, not not quite like this, huh? Um, yeah, I think that I think putting it at the number five spot feels good to me. Yeah, so it I would like be. It. N number four quake number five papers please number six hyperlight drifter i think that i think we did it i think we did papers please right then yeah that feels good that feels good yeah, i feel good about good. a ranking finally i i still i i'll never understand how you feel about celeste at the top i don't think i'll ever have your real thoughts on the matter and it, it's gonna it's it literally haunts my nightmares it haunts your nightmares. Yeah, man. It what do you me mean out. it haunts your night? You have just... nightmares of. What are you? What? What? What are you having nightmares? I about? want this. I want this list. I want you to feel proud of this list, and you don't feel proud. I don't think you're proud of Celeste as number one. I think you. I'm just conflicted. It. I know. I'm just conflicted. conflicted. I I don't resent it. I just like my brain doesn't doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Like. Uh, I, I still, I mean, it's still definitive. It's still, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're listening, like you have to accept that Celeste is the greatest game of all time and number one on the <laughs> list and the only really important game exactly that That's exists. It. But the, the problem is that I might have some in oh. my head, some <laughs> conflict, you know, uh, but I just well, gotta remember, you know, this is a me and you list. Sure. You sure. know? Well, but and then that makes it, 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 it makes it feel like you're blaming it on me. I mean, it makes it feel like I definitely think Celeste is my favorite game or something. And I don't know. I'm also, it hurts. Uh, it, this whole list hurts, I think, is the is It the hurts? Lesson. It's Why just, does it hurt? It stresses me out, man. Listen, everything stresses <laughs> me out. Papers, please, like, almost has makes me have a panic attack. Like, I, I get stressed about things, okay? <laughs> so maybe making this list is kind of like the papers, please, of podcasts. <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's yeah. kind of like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm exactly. like, and, and what? And I'm the state? You're I'm Aristotle, <laughs> like crushing you under my boot, yep. you know? Yep. Is that you, what you're saying? That's exactly huh. what I'm saying is and and but it the flip side is also true. I'm Aristotle and I'm I'm stepping on your throat as well and and you know, no, you're I'm not. the one Here's what it is. I'm I'm the I'm the infiltrating organization that's just as wrong in plenty of ways that's committing terrorist acts on the history of video gaming and you are the state and we are both doing the the list is the worker of our station and we are both trying to pull it in both of these two directions i feel like i i don't even understand what I you're know. saying right I, now we I, for it. a whole hey. minute i have completely not understood <laughs> at all you, you know what no wait i just need to throw this out i think the difference with me and you matt is that i uh can't remember what the list is until <laughs> i that's all it is you fully is that accepted just, that the list I is forgot. actually kind of a joke and i sometimes think that the list matters and that's a that's yeah. a problem and i'm glad that no but i think that's a good that's a good way for it to work for you yeah. to take it way too seriously and me <laughs> to not take it seriously at all uh because yeah i mean it doesn't you know it doesn't really matter yeah. i mean because like i've got my list in my head and that sure. one is like vastly superior to this one this one sucks you know <laughs> But, you know, Outrun hey, is actually the best game of all right. time. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow. Uh, what are we doing next week? I feel like we need to prep the listeners for the idea. Oh, that, uh, next, yeah. Next week is December 28th, and it's, we are not going to have some Xmas cheer. We're not going to do an episode about a single game next week. Next week is nope. a special presentation. Um, but I would be lying to you 
if I said I knew exactly what we were going to do. But I think I just want to preface you with, hey, don't just expect a video game next week. Expect no, no. something a little different. It's our year. All we've been doing in our calendar is calling it the year end special. It's the year end. Yeah. So whatever that means, we don't know yet. Yeah. Hey, so, well, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're spending time with this episode to say, hey, next week, something special will happen. We don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> Get expectations high, but also don't expect anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, Matt, oh, one thing we could do uh, that I'm curious about. Uh, would you like to record the year-end special at the year end like no 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 uh, we've the problem hunter that we've run into before so at one point this schedule was going to include halo infinite in it it was also going to oh, include right. solar ash and it was going to include uh uh advance wars reboot camp um yeah but many right. of those games got delayed and halo infinite All the games aspects of the game got delayed mm -hmm. um which means we're not going to do any quick turnarounds on any of those games and what we've realized is this game has to live a month ahead of itself, uh, right. which means if we decided to wait to do our year end episode, we also have to wait on all these other episodes we have to record that don't release until January and oh, things yeah, get no, really messy. No, 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 this show right, is basically right. if this show isn't a month ahead of itself, we're in a disaster area. <laughs> like things are That's going true. very badly and uh, and we're in trouble. So, yeah, I think at the very least, you know, when we record the year-end episode on on November 18th, just so everyone's aware of how stupidly far ahead of this we got. We, we catch, we're going to catch up to ourselves later, but yeah, this show's real weird, y'all, uh, and I'm sorry. I, you know what, Matt? I just want to reveal what we're doing that's special for the next episode. Um, we got Donkey Kong. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Yeah.